This is the Fantasy Road Show. Well, 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 welcome in all you roadies to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. It is Best Ball Friday, one of my favorite days of the week. And uh, we are joined by a very special guest, Shane McCormick, one of the contributors for uh, our very own Sports Ethos. Shane, how are you doing today, man? Doing well. Excited to be here on my debut. I had to bring the Celsius out to drink um, for today. So true true roadies got to have the unofficial official beverage of the Fantasy Roadshow. Yeah, absolutely. Shane, welcome. So glad to have you on. Um, I do want to say that this is our second recording of the introduction. Um, Shane busted out the Celsius and gave us a live Celsius crack. It was an electric moment. I shot out of my out of my seat and ran to the. It reminded me I had one in the freezer for for the recording. It was an incredible moment, Shane. Thanks for being a very loyal uh, roadie. Or I mean, it's an honor to have you know fans. Uh, in general, but you know, I, I view you as a very bright, uh, strong fantasy mind. You know, we go through those mocks. I think you know, on mock draft Monday, you were the clear winner to me in that. Absolutely. Um, so these are the type of brains we have at Sport Ethos, and um, you know, Shane, I want you to talk about some of the stuff you have going on uh, over there, so we can direct some some eyeballs that way. Um, but you know, thanks so much for coming on. Um, and, uh, why don't you talk about sports ethos a little bit and we'll get into a little background. Uh, yeah. So we've got, you know, Friday at two 30, we'll be, I'll be tweeting out, see my Twitter account there. We'll have a rookie show I'll be doing, um, with Keith. So which rookies you should be targeting? Uh, there will be plenty, plenty of love for Bijan Robinson on my part. I will be on the hype train there, but a lot of good rookies this year, I think in those middle to late rounds that could end up being good producers for you at some point in the season. So pretty deep rookie, uh, talent. Safe to year. say we're going to hear from De- Deuce Vaughn or what? <laughs> so yeah, Deuce, I see the, I see I'm the Wildcats on the wall and then, you know, cowboy stuff. So I'm just taking a, I mean, yeah, I was hog heaven when when that draft pick made. The only thing better than that was if Dalton Kincaid would have been drafted in the cow by the Cowboys yeah, in the yeah, first round. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Holy shit! What a special Ooh, moment that was wow. too, though. His his dad got to make the call. Like uh, I saw that video, and I that was a heartfelt moment, man. That was uh, uh, very nice to see for the Cowboys. Yeah, you know what I love about yeah. him is um, he's just got that obviously massive heart, uh, which is invaluable uh for athletes especially at this level um but when you see some of his reps in camp you see around you see the team like getting hyped up for him right so if he's able to go into live game action and kind of be the heartbeat of that or or like whenever they need a pick me up or you know what i mean if he can be add that those those types of like emotional intangibles i guess you can call it um that's that takes teams to the next level so he's definitely an exciting uh prospect um but um so shane tell us about um i want to hear about like your background how did you become a cowboys fan where are you from um and then a little bit of you getting into the fantasy world and ending up at sports ethos and here with us today 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm from Wichita, Kansas, but I was just came out of the womb, I say, as a Dallas Cowboy fans, decades and decades of family fans. Um, so no really no choice. I, every year for Halloween, I was a different Cowboys yeah. player that I dressed up as. Um, so experienced all the times. I mean, my first memory as a kid, as a Cowboys fan was that NFC championship game when Joe Montana ripped out the hearts of Cowboys fan in the back of the end zone to Dwight Clark over Everson walls. Um, so I vividly, that was my first vivid memory of watching and then just literally crying after a game. Yeah. What was that one? So what a moment, um, but that's the beauty of sports though. Yeah. Right. So that is like the other end of the spectrum. One of my first memories literally of life is watching the nineties bulls, watching Jordan hit that shot against the jazz late. Um, and honestly, that's probably a huge part of why I am so passionate in sports are such a massive part of my life. You had the opposite, the, the opposite side of emotions. But like that's why we all love it. Right. Is just like that roller coaster and, and know bringing that emotional side out but um yeah so why uh actually i also i also wanted to ask wichita what makes you state over jayhawks what's the divide there uh in kansas so it just comes down to kind of like personal choice so i uh i went to like a summer camp when i was in high school there and i stayed in a dorm there for like two weeks so that was my really deciding factor was that and i'm gonna admit like a girl i liked that was in high school <laughs> was going there too so you know when you're 18 years old that that plays a factor into oh, your yeah. decision process I, also. I saw a ring on your finger is that girl uh now your wife or is that is that <laughs> <laughs> that girl is not my wife. <laughs> that girl is okay. not my wife. So she came. She came later. Okay. So um, it's like the uh, Garth Brooks song. Thank God for unanswered yeah. prayers. You know. <laughs> uh, I love it. So talk. Let's talk fantasy. What What is it about fantasy sports? Um, you know that that kind of makes you so passionate about it. Obviously, the story about being a Cowboys fan. But what, what about fantasy? Sports? particular and how'd you get to ethos and uh, give us a little bit of rundown so i got my start in fantasy and i'm going to date myself here but 1991 when i was a teenager so uh started in an eight-man league um and then we actually have seven of the original owners of that league still participating today so we have a legacy league. It started off where, you know, I'm calling into the local sports radio station at 3.30. Hey, can you tell me who scored for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers? And, you know, asking them who's scoring these touchdowns since there's no real live updates. And, you know, commissioner mailing out the report every week to us that had box scores and waiver wire pickups um, and the st current standings of the league. Um so that's kind of how I got started uh, uh, back then in that league and how it's kind of, I mean, we, this league is so serious for us. We've created a history almanac of the league that documents every year and like who the all-star team was really awesome. of each year. That, yeah. That's awesome. So, what, um, 
what platform are you on now? What, like you guys are obviously using technology um, now. <laughs> what, what, what platform do you guys use? So, you know, here is our transitions of yeah. platforms. We started off obviously pen and yeah. paper. And then our first electronic platform was RT Sports. Okay. And then we went RT Sports to CBS for a year. And then after CBS, we transitioned to ESPN. And so we've been with ESPN okay. for like 12 years now and just stuck. I tried. I have tried to move out of ESPN, get the league to move away um, just because I have some my own issues I don't like about yeah, ESPN. Yeah, I'm right but- there with you. Some of these guys, some of these guys, like then they get used to something. They don't want to change. It's like my, you know, my dad, he's still got his flip phone. I'm not switching to an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Sleeper just had an update. Did you like Sleeper? Do you play on Sleeper at all? Yeah. I love Sleeper. That's what I, yeah, that's what I tried to get. Have you seen that recent, that recent mobile update they just released is just fantastic. It's no, fantastic. You go and, it's uh, great. go and update your phone after this. And it takes a little bit of poking around, but they've made it so efficient and just next level of service. Like they're a fantasy app, right? ESPN is mm-hmm. not a fantasy website. So they go all the bells and whistles, no. invest in, you know, the latest technology to stay ahead of the game. Sleeper's definitely where it's at. I agree. Yeah, I um, when I transitioned yeah. my league into sleeper, I didn't give anybody the option. I just said, "Hey, this is what we're doing now. You're either in or you're out." Okay, here's the yeah. invite. You know, so <laughs> that's you got to do that sometimes as commissioner, right? Yeah, but um, uh, your yeah. story, I can't imagine being a commissioner of a league having like that. That's a real commissioner. I don't, as a commissioner, I don't do anything really other than make sure I keep the peace and I schedule the drafts. Other than that, there's really nothing involved with the commissioner, man. That is a real commissioner having to mail out the box scores. That is so intense. I can't even imagine all that work that had to go involved into that. Yeah. I mean, it was literally, it was waiver wire was waiver wire Wednesday nights and you'd have to call the commissioner's house phone and whoever got in first at 8 PM got the first pickup. I love that. Um, that is awesome. I love it. That's awesome. So we're going to get into best ball Friday here. Uh, run through, um, r- run through another best ball underdog draft, have Shane kind of give us his insights, um, pick his brain in the war room. Uh, definitely our first time having a guest on for this. So it's going to sound different than, um, than, than our previous one, I imagine. Um, but, uh, before we get into it, Shane, you mentioned that there's a, uh, voice doppelganger and I've been thinking about it ever since you tweeted me that we got to hear, we got to hear where it it came from. Yeah. You know, so everybody talks about their doppelganger they have and, you know, but when I first heard, uh, Mike talking, I thought this, this voice, who, who is this voice? And I was, I could not nail it. And so I'm sitting on the couch Friday night with my wife. We're watching. We have our Friday night Netflix shows we're watching. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I've got it. I said, I know who Mike's voice is. And she's like, who the fuck is Mike? And what are you talking about? And I'm like, his voice doppelganger is Ryan Rossillo. Ryan Rossillo. Wow. That that is yes it is like that is a good that that is a good voice doppelganger to have i'm glad i'm glad you gave me that he, he you know his i actually just recently started listening to his podcast um i never had gotten like i've always liked rosillo and he's just kind of a fun like 
meathead and, and is really knowledgeable. Um, so that's interesting. I, I'm going to have to. Yeah. So Ryan, Ryan, if you could just start for the next show you do tee up a little side-by-side audio of the <laughs> two of them, you know, hopefully I haven't hyped this up too much and it turns out to be like Waterworld. It's got overhyped, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think it's been overhyped. Let's, let's, let's try to find something there, Ryan. Take a little, I'll, I'll when definitely, I'll, I'll, do some, I'll do some work. From, when you're driving back from Bloomington to Chicago today, throw on a Rosillo podcast and see if you, uh, see if you see the resemblance i'm certainly going to do so as well we'll uh and we'll try to we'll, we'll see what happens there but um anyways let's get into best ball uh shane super excited to have you uh, along for this ride and uh, everyone buckle up Go on. yep and uh okay. we're ready right. to go here yeah so um we got the one four shane tell us about this what do you see at that one four Gosh, you know, it's, it's probably in a PPR league to me, uh, it's going to be probably Hill or Cup. Now, if Bijan slips there, I'm jumping on him all day, every day. Um, yeah. I'm one of the Bijan truthers. Yeah. Um, so I'll love it. I'll take it every day. Yeah. So that's, here's the interesting thing for me. Well, Cup's hamstring. Are we worried about that? That's yeah. one. Two, the roster build here in these best balls, you get three wide receivers and a flex that you can start. So people go pretty heavy on wide receiver. So it's mm-hmm. tough to pass up on Cup or Hill, but I'm with you, man. I, I'm such a Bijan guy here. Um, Ryan, what, what are you thinking? Well, I did want are to. Are you worried about Cup? Are you worried about I, Hill? I am. I'm worried about Cup. I'm not as much worried about Hill, but uh, Shane, I did want to mention this is a half We're on the PPR. clock. Um, okay. uh, and as of, as of right here, um, this, this, this spot's tough. I like Travis Kelsey. Um, Tyreek Hill would be something. my pick though. I, Tyreek Hill would be my pick. Yep. All right. I'm cool with going yep. Hill here. Um, yep. it's kind of hard to say anything negative about Hill. I mean, he, he's what 1700 yards last year <laughs> with um, two and not having a fully healthy season, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's this is certainly a um, wide receiver heavy early kind of, you know, a lot, a lot of people love going wide receiver, wide receiver. So I totally get that. If I'm in a redraft, I'm probably taking Bijan there. Um, yeah, especially if it's standard, you know, two running back two receiver and a flex. Um, that's just how high I am on Bijan. I think, you know, Ryan and I have talked previously about he's a running back, right? So we have all this turmoil right now with running back contracts. Well, I think he has that skill set, kind of like McCaffrey, but almost a McCaffrey 2.0, where he's going to be involved in every part of the offense. He's not going to get paid. He's going to kind of readjust this running back market a little bit um, with how good he's going to be, explosive, catching the ball. But um, that that's just my thoughts on Bijan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have um, uh, Bijan went at seven, followed by Kelsey Eckler and AJ Brown at ten, followed by CD Lamb. Picks are firing off the board. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the uh, draft board here, nice. and then I'm gonna go ahead and slide. Well, I guess Shane's gonna want to see the. I'm just gonna probably keep them both up. And yeah, switch back and forth. Yeah, that's a good idea. We've never had the three-man team where we can't both see. Yeah. 
we're on the we're doing it on the fly. All right, so yeah, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Amon Ra, and Nalave to start on that turn. Uh, CD Lamb and Chubb. That's a pretty interesting start there. Um, where do I that's... get? Little interesting seeing Alave there that high. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't. Um, I would not take Alave yeah, over Garrett Wilson, or or over Waddle. Um, mm -mm. To be honest, I, I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do this, Ryan. Um, can't you do half and half? I'm going to try. Um, if you if you grab the the window, yeah, you could do it like that. Um, usually if you grab the window and move it around, if you go up, you see that little bar at the top, it'll give you the option to, uh, split the screen. This is what we're going to be working with. Yeah. I like, um, it. AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Devonte Adams, Austin Eckler. Those are some pretty good starts. You got Saquon Pollard waddle off the board and we're about um, to be on the clock. Then, yeah. And here we're on the clock now. Devonta has gone. So. I feel like there's a tear break there at wide receiver. Um, you know, could go Higgins there. There's a lot of talk about Ridley. Is this too early for him? I think so. What, what do you think here? My personal pick would be Derrick Henry, but I'm curious to see what Shane has to think. Yeah, with all the uncertainty with Taylor, I have Henry now over over him. All right, we're taking okay. Henry. Um. Yeah, I think that's the right pick. That was kind of a tough spot there, man. Like, I would almost be, like, th tempted to go. If if Mahomes was my QB1, which he's not far off from that, it's like I have Allen as QB1 just because of I think he's going to have a huge year this year. Um, I would have been tempted to go quarterback there because I don't know what to think about Taylor. I'm not in love with Higgins. Um, and Derrick Henry, I mean, he's been a monster but it's like not the sexiest second round pick, right? Like, I mean, if he's healthy all year, he's going to be great. Um, but like, you know, it's one of those things we'll, we'll see here in a little bit. It just doesn't seem that sexy. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's getting older. I'm trying to, I think I have to have it a certain size. So this is what we're working with. Technical difficulties over here on the Fantasy Roadshow. <laughs> Everything's a first time for us right now. It's what makes it so fun, honestly. But, yeah, we run into some of this stuff. All right, we're back on the clock. Um, we got Hertz, Stevenson, Allen, Andrews, Jacobs. Man, this is another spot where we're not looking great at wide receiver. I, I say um, we go Josh Allen. Um yeah, I'm about to say your QB one's right there. Yeah, I was thinking the same, so I'm glad. All right, so you know we've talked about this, Shane. I want to hear your thoughts. I typically like to get a positional advantage in these first few rounds. This we're not necessarily doing that. Um, I mean, we potentially have you know top five wide receiver, my personal QB one it's definitely more balanced approach, but what do you think about, you know, early rounds? What's your strategy? What are you looking for? So I think what you had said, the draft just 
didn't fall quite right. Uh-huh. Like there was not a lot of receivers I loved there to go wide receiver, wide receiver. I've typically in drafts been going two wideouts yeah. in the first three rounds. Yeah. But I, I I'm not in love with taking T. Higgins in the second round. I'm not either. Yeah. Um, so, but I think there's something to be had, and it's a big advantage if you get Hurts, Mahomes, Allen. I agree. Kind of starting quarterback, I think that is a, such a high floor compared to others every week that you get. Yeah. No, I, so I totally agree. If I'm not getting those guys to fall to me, um, you know, my, my waddles in the second round or the guys that I'm really high on and targeting in the second, third, fourth round, then I'm looking at like that Herbert, uh, Lawrence range. Cause I yeah. still want one of those tier one or two quarterbacks. Cause I think, you know, now in the fantasy landscape, there's such an advantage to, having those guys where that didn't used to really be that way. Remember you used to just be able to get player X here in the later rounds and you'd be totally fine. Um, but that's changed. That's definitely changed. And I think that that wide receiver wide receiver strategy is catching on like fire this year because of the running back market, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like is Josh running back going early. to play? Is Dobbins going to play? Like we just don't know. Um, so let's see what we got. We got four picks till us. This is how the board's looking. What do you think about ETN this year? I've heard a lot of people worried thinking Tank Bigsby's going to come in and, and have some massive role there, which I disagree with. But I'm not a big ETN guy this year. I, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know. There's just a lot of metrics and stuff from last year that concerned me. His, yeah. What about this? Uh, this. What about this? Sorry to cut you off. What about this? Uh, this wide receiver range is really interesting. I'm gonna even add Drake London in there. So from London, Hopkins, Williams, Moore. Who do you target in that in that field? I personally am probably had DJ Moore ranked highest, but I tell you what, I am coming around on Drake London a lot. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking at some of his stuff from last year. Um, I, you know, they're not going to be 31st in the league and pass attempts again. I don't Ryan, think you cool with this. Absolutely. Don't ask me if I'm cool with drafting DJ Moore. Yes. Yes. I am cool with yeah. drafting DJ Moore. Yeah. Your, your connection's really bad, Rye. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I sorry. Go, keep going. Drake London. I, I, cause I feel the same way about, about him as you. So I want to hear your take on, uh, the yeah. Falcons in general. So, you know, if they come down, if they can get up to, say, 25th in the league in pass attempts, I mean, he still had almost 120 targets last year. I like that he can play the X or he can play the slot. Yeah. Um, You know, so he's got versatility. Um, So, I mean, if you just bump up those pass attempts a little bit to the mid-20s, it's going to help out. So here we are on the clock. I'm taking Ayuk here 10 out of 10 times. Uh, I want to hear you agree with me. Are you an Ayuk guy? I'm a huge Ayuk guy. I don't know why people are still taking Samuel over him three rounds ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. um, I completely agree. I mean, you have that wear and tear on on Samuel. Just he plays so physical. And granted, he is outstanding, right? Like when he's on and he's going to have some huge monster games. But Ayuk seems to be taking over as that surefire wide receiver one on the team. And he's going in the fifth round and I can scoop him up. You know, now we have Tyree Kill, DJ Moore, and Brandon Ayuk as the starting, the three starting quarterbacks. 
or three starting wide receivers, sorry, in our lineup. I mean, those could all, those are certainly all top guys on their team. More you expect to be in an offense that takes a huge step forward. You know what Tyreek's going to do. So I'm feeling pretty good about this now. You know, early on spreading yourself thin and not having that heavy wide receiver room. Well, we finally got the luck and a couple of our guys fall into us here. Um, so I'm starting to feel a yeah. lot more comfortable. It's tough. What are your thoughts on Aaron Jones? Because he's the other guy I look to there is like, if I can get Jones in the fifth round, I'm comfortable having him as a RB2 for sure. But even RB1, if I'm going that heavy on wide receiver early, it's like the guy's proven to be successful. I think personally he's going to be leaned on a lot. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts there. Yeah, so Aaron Jones is my number one target. If I go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, I'm yeah. taking Aaron Jones in the fourth round. I mean, four straight years of top 12. We like consistency in fantasy football, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, and so, and, you know, the team may not be as good that this year. I think they're not favored in seven out of their first eight games, but that all it does is help Jones. If they're passing more, coming behind, he's that pass catching back. Yeah. Um, so, we're starting i'm starting to maybe think that the reason why i think your fantasy brain i'm so impressed by it is because we have a lot of the same takes <laughs> because <laughs> i feel the yeah. same way about everything you've said so yeah. far i mean aaron jones to me it's like he's going to be that veteran presence that a first year starter needs to lean on so his value in my mind skyrockets right with um just having that comfortable like veteran presence in the huddle um, he's going to be the guy you lean on there. And he's just been so good. As you said, top 12 finishes. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I love seeing him. He's been falling to the fifth in these drafts, fifth round because of that, you know, wide receiver heavy approach. Um, mm -hmm. so I've been scooping him up in almost every league. I mean, if I can get like Jamar chase and a waddle or a Tavonta Smith in the, in the first two rounds, and then you get, you know, third round, someone like Amari Cooper and I'm three wide receivers heavy going into the fourth round. I don't even sweat because I know Jones is there. Yeah. Um, so he's been yeah. rostered in a lot of my uh, a lot of my lineups there. Yeah. And so, you know, I just I'll have an article coming out on Sporty. So it's here soon. Plug plug alert. Yeah. that talks about the best values of each round. And I kept like it kept being a lot of running backs after the third round. That was the best values of each round. Yeah. And I think that just shows you that like of all the years, this is a year where you can go wide receiver heavy or take your tight end early or take your quarterback early because you're going to get value at running back from rounds five through eight. Yeah. I mean, you see Dobbins here right now. I don't know how you feel about him. Oh. I know there's some injury worry, but like if I'm getting Dobbins in the sixth round, that offense I think is taking yeah. a huge step this year. Um, see, look, Dobbins. I mean, to me, this is a yeah. no brainer, right? Do you agree no, with that? No brainer. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, him the last four games last year, he showed he was over the injury. I completely agree. And I think that that offense as a whole, now you see like Lamar, none of that drama's around. I think the so I'm a big Zay Flowers guy. I was before he got drafted the Ravens. And some would say like a receiver going to the Ravens, that's a bad draw. I think the way that his skill set and Andrew's skill set combine, like they just are very different, but I think they're gonna mesh so well. I just see that like 
quick shiftiness of Zay and then yeah. that power just beast of Andrews. I think they're going to be so good together. Ryan, check out this roster. Since you've been gone, we've been killing it. So <laughs> we, we, <laughs> it's hard finding good internet. I don't even know if this is going to be stable. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Brutal. Well, that's the road show, baby. Stuff ha shit happens on the road. You got to just adapt and, and get going. Um, so let's see. What, what do we think about here? Shane, I want to hear your thoughts. You got uh, some running backs, Montgomery, Swift, Connor, White. That's kind of the tier there. I mean, Javante, some people are, are getting hot on him. Um, and then you got this Burks, Cooks, Tony Moore. We're on the clock, so you got to be quick. Okay, so if I'm going to go running back and especially half PPR, I love the value of David Montgomery here. I think yeah. he's being underrated with all the Gibbs hype. Yeah, I completely agree. Let's uh, let's go ahead and do that and see what happens here at wide receiver. And I have a feeling you'll get one of those receivers coming back anyways. And I love that we have Hill, Moore, and Ayuk. So you're right. You guys so got all J.K. This, Dobbins too? The, yeah, look at this team right now. Oh, right? let's go. You guys are killing it. More Ayuk, Dobbins, and Montgomery. So I'm glad you talked me to Montgomery because Ryan and I have been talking about how we need more shares of him because um, yeah. he is a great running back. I mean, like he was, did nothing but great things for the Bears and the Lions going out and like saying we want him and going to pay him tells a lot about how they want to use him in the offense. And mm -hmm. you're also hearing reports of Gibbs staying on the field and being used as a slot as like two running back approach and having Gibbs go in motion. Um, they're going to get creative. That offense is so fun. And I'm glad uh, we got a share of Montgomery there. Since we have more wide receivers depth, we can kind of, you know, sacrifice this next round. Um, and as you just said, as you said, one of the wide receivers are going to fall. We had four go four straight go off the board. <laughs> but, <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorites hasn't gone yet, so we'll keep the fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, Eli and, Eli and Zay are the two guys that I probably looked for there. I do really like Dotson as well. I'm staying away from... Tony for sure. Burks is interesting. I want to hear what you have to say about Cooks as a Cowboys fan. So best number two receiver they've had in years. And that even that even goes back to when Gallup was a thousand yard receiver. He did not have the same skill set as Brandon Cooks. Yeah. I don't understand the hate for Brandon Cooks. Everyone says, oh, but he bounces around team to team. But you know what he does team to team? A thousand yards every time. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Shane. I've been trying to preach this choir for a while, and Mike's been fighting me on it. I'm so glad that you can back me up on this. Which is, Brandon which, Cooks all day. Which is one of those things that's funny is because I have notoriously, I've been a Cooks guy his entire career. I've been riding Cooks literally since day one. Every single year I've had shares of Cooks. There goes Eli. Um so we kind of did miss on those on those who who is the guy that was your favorite? Uh more and uh more and uh Zay. Zay Flowers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so anyway, so yeah, I let's actually just dig in here before I keep talking about cooks. Um <laughs> Sky Moore is interesting. We're on the clock. Uh Sutton, who what do you like here, Shane? Uh, I love the upside of Sky Moore. I don't know why people too. are taking Kadarius Tony over Sky Moore right now. I know. Makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, all I've done is agree with you. I, <laughs> I agree. That was exactly um, 
Do you think there's a tear break there between Elijah and Zay or is, is, is Sky like starting to inch? I mean, if he ends up being this number two receiving target after Kelsey, like he's his ceiling surpasses that. Right. I mean, um, I think he probably has a higher ceiling than Zay and Elijah Moore or maybe very similar. I don't know what you guys think there. Yeah, I think I mean, they're at least probably Chico coming to be. I think they're about to be on the same tier to me. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Sky like, Moore, it feels like he's inching up there, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's he's the only one have a full year in that offense. I mean, we know how difficult it is to learn an Andy Reid offense, so I'm not expecting a lot from the rookie Bryce to yeah. contribute there. Yeah. Yeah, um, for me, I just I think uh, he just has a little bit more risk than Flowers. All right, we're Elijah back on the Moore. clock. Oh wow, here we go. Gosh, this is going to be a weird one. We got to pull something out of our ass here in 20 seconds. Uh, Sutton, Jameson, Charbonneau, gosh, Boyd, Beckham. I really don't like anyone here. Scroll so up. Anyone sees something, yell it out. We got to pick. We want to grab our second quarterback, Deshaun? No, we got to go. I just took Ingram. I, I freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens with these quick clocks man it's you tough know, with you three people for that. For sure. yeah absolutely I, I don't love ingram but we were gonna get to sean which i guess i really wouldn't have minded but we have allen so we don't really need another quarterback i freaked out and took ingram so that's what we're going with i'm surprised they had that was kind of the highest ranked tight end right um so i'm not an ingram guy he, he had an mm -hmm. awesome year last year um, I just think with Calvin Ridley baked into his price right now. Um, no. but yeah, I mean, I didn't like Sutton. I didn't like Jameson Williams. I didn't like no. Njoku. I didn't like Charbonneau. So we were just kind of talking yeah. and got put Boyd Beckham. There. Yeah. We're just going to be reaching yeah. at that point. This is how my yeah. brain went. It was like, fuck, I don't like anyone. Let's just roster. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I love, I actually, I go ahead. I like the tight end that went after Ingram even better. Friermuth. I'm a big Friermuth. Um, but there's value to be had tight end later for sure, too. Yeah, I don't know if you've watched these, so you see how I feel about Dulcich. For me, like his talent's just outstanding. We've seen what Sean Payton does with tight ends. Really same with Russell Wilson. Um, so I just think that team's inevitably going to take a step forward, and he's going to benefit from that. Um, that being said, he's been flying up the draft, uh, the ADP board. He was like behind Chigakonkwo, behind Kincaid, behind all these guys. And he's slowly just, you know, passing each of those guys, which is interesting. Um, who would you have wanted to go there if we had talked that through? Well, I want to hear from both of you on that. Um, I'll start. I, I wanted to go. I, I just thought out of everybody that was there at this pocket of players, I thought it would be better to grab our second quarterback, either Deshaun Watson or Daniel Jones was down there. <clears throat> That's my personal opinion. Okay. What about you, Shane? I would have said before this last weekend, I would, I would have liked Charbonneau, but not after that injury concern. So yeah, That's concerning, uh, man. Yeah, it is. I, um, I love how you call him Charbonneau as well. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fit in, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love what's it. What's going on? Um, well, Charbonneau can make it to us here, and if he does, that's certainly an interesting pick. Uh, what do you think about any of these wide receivers? Boyd, Lazard, 
Uh, I guess Collins goes, he's a guy we've been targeting. Juju, I hate him. Dobbs, potentially. Um, Tell me what. Can I just say gross? It's all gross. (laughs) We're at the time where it's gross. Yeah. So what do you think? Is it Charbonneau the pick here? What do we start to look at? uh, Eli, Herbert, Dobbs, McKinnon. I don't really know, man. Uh, Jacoby Myers. I don't know. You might just go with what Ryan is saying. Go take your second QB now. Because uh, we still got now we've missed like everyone. Um and it's, we can get did Jones like, go. Yeah, they all went. Here we are yeah. on the clock. Okay. If, I think I, I would say that there's more value in the one of the running backs right here. Um, if you don't want to go running back, I like Romeo Dobbs. But between Herbert, uh Harris and Mitchell, they're kind of all in the same pocket for me. Um, well, I'd be fine with any one of those. I want to go Mitchell. What do you think out of those three, Shane? Yep, Mitchell's got some upside for sure. Um, yeah, you know how I feel about Mitchell. I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that because um, Ryan and I have had this debate where like, I think that given how good that team is, McCaffrey, Mitchell's going to have a role, whether that's 10 carries a game in order to take some of that load off of McCaffrey. If they're both healthy – Mitchell's still going to be involved in the offense just because they're so good that they don't need to waste, you know, they don't need to put all that mileage on CMC. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you think about that back. You know, you know, when they were both healthy, I mean, Mitchell carved out a decent little amount of touches and roles in that offense when they were both healthy on the field at the same time. I think he averaged like 12 and a half carries. It was like 18 that one game, which was the biggest sample size. It was like 18, nine and eight where we have an episode coming out here soon where we talked about that and kind of broke it down. But um, that's exactly what I saw was like, it's almost like a hot hand approach. If, if McCaffrey's not running it well, they're not scared to just pound it and give it to Eli as his game on the clock, back on the clock. Um, Myers Mooney. I mean, Rodgers and Dulcich, if we have to get desperate, but Kincaid, Kincaid. I like him better. Um, I am actually cool with going Kincaid here if you don't see one, if you don't love one of these wide receivers. I like him. Yeah. So now, hey, we still get a tight end that we love. Ingram is not, he's going to give us some starting weeks. We can forget about tight end for the rest of the draft and focus on getting uh, depth now. So I, you know, whatever, turn, turn, uh, lemons into lemonade, you know, look at this <laughs> Henry Dobbins, Montgomery and, and Mitchell is our running back room. Josh Allen, we have the best quarterback in the game. So, you know, between these first three guys, those are all starting running backs that have pretty high, like rushing upside, right? Everyone's targeting these. PPR type backs because you know, granted they they have those cheat code receptions that kind of thing, but because of that, some of these rushing running backs are starting to have value baked into their ADP. Um, people look at Dobbins and they're like, oh, like he is, you know, he he gets injured and he runs the ball too much. He's going to Lamar have, runs too much, or Lamar runs too much. So what we got him in the. Where do we get him? 60, 69. Pick 69 is where we got Dobbins. I mean, you saw how he ran the ball late in the season. You saw how he ran the ball with the Buckeyes. I mean, that's kind of the same with Henry, right? Um, 
knock as I mean, he doesn't Henry catch had the a, ball. He started to catch the ball last he, year. Um, he had his career high in targets, receptions, and yards last year. Yeah. Like he was getting involved. And yeah, Dobbins didn't catch a, the ball a lot, but are we for sure in this new offense that he's not going to have more called passing plays to Dobbins and he can catch? Yeah, yeah. I think he will. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I mean, they're just going to do so much different. I I would actually, that's something I want to make note of and look into is Munkin's offense. Like how much does he get the running back involved there? I know he's going to be throwing it more. So you imagine there will be more uh, there for Dobbins, but that's definitely something to look into. Um, I, I want to learn a little bit more about his offense. I, I don't know if you guys have anything that you've picked up on from him as a coordinator. Well, I mean, you watch a lot of SEC football. Um, he was with Georgia, you know. Did did uh, that's Georgia where he came from? I years. honestly didn't even. His his most recent job was from Georgia, and then he came also from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, where they set uh, like team high touchdowns, yardage. Um, yeah, uh, I you know I think like, it was, was right it... before Fournette. Okay. It was the during the Jamison Will Jamison uh, um, a Jamison era where he threw for. 50 touchdowns and oh, 30 Winston? interceptions. Yeah, dude, when he was yeah. just letting it fucking rip. That was the Todd Munkin offense. Okay. All right, four picks until us. Um, Jamal, Tank, are you a Tank guy, Shane? I am. I like him, yep. Okay. I Yeah, We there's a lot to get into with him, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I like him. Well, he's a serious option here. I, I don't mind getting Tank shares. I just uh, – I'll explain my Tank my tank take You're, here in a second yeah, there you go your tank take feeling like what do you what do you make of the wide receiver room in carolina because someone's gonna have a lot of value based on where they're all getting drafted yeah it's a tough one for me i mean i tend to not go with a guy with feeling i'll go for a little bit more of the upside play with like mingo I actually think I actually think like not that we select him here, but I think Hayden Hurst in that offense, yeah, could be targeted a lot. But on the clock, Osborne, uh, what do we think here again? I mean, Russell's sitting there. I like Russell. I would. Do you like Osborne MVS? Do we like any of these guys? Chark, we can get him on the turn. Yeah, get him on the turn. If you were uh, going to take a third quarterback, it, it'd be Wilson. This is our second, right? Yeah. Second? Okay. Yeah. yeah then so for there, sure. I mean, I love that. He getting, again, he's another guy. I love getting guys that have, people have been burned on them the year before and they're so sour about it that his ADP drops down to what? what is it, QB 19, QB 18. Um, mm -hmm. It's Russell Wilson, man. Like if he turns it on, which that's all we've really seen in his career. Uh, at all that's going to be a huge value yeah if, if russell wasn't there i would have mentioned kj osborne mike you know my my love for kj um last five games of the year last year averaged over 18 fantasy points per game like he ended the year on a good note i mean yeah they have addison but i'm curious to see how that all shakes out in that offense so are you osborne over chark um is that in our rankings do i need to do this to you where i put you on the spot <laughs> you, have you um, seen no, that shane I, oh yeah. He, yeah yeah he likes to call me out uh please pull it up actually there, you, there, please do uh where Mark is over osborne yeah wow look oh. at that 
Yeah, and that's just that's just for the upside that Chark uh, has could be the wide receiver one. Uh, God, on the you know, KJ does not have that that upside, but I think KJ is a safer pick than. Let's Chark. roll the dice. Let's go KJ and see if uh, Chark falls. I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling crazy. Which, I like it. I like it. I don't think he's going to, and I think that was the wrong move. I don't like Osborne. Uh, <laughs> I think he kind of had his opportunity to stand out and prove that he's like that secondary piece to Jefferson and he just didn't do it. That's why you draft an Addison. Um, and then you bring in Hawkinson, who's just going to be a target hog. So, you know, I, Ryan knows my thoughts there. What do you think? Do you see, an, uh, uh, does it, do you see a, an avenue for him to be a legitimate piece? Well, if you, when you're comparing the two players, I'm always going to opt for the guy in the better offense that's going to be throwing quite yeah. a bit more. So I'll opt for that number three wide receiver as yeah. opposed to the same number three on a team with a rookie quarterback that may not be, th- probably won't be throwing as much. Yeah. Yeah. So I like Osborne in this format, in this best ball format. I do like Osborne a lot because um, you can go deep, right? Like he, he's, he, he is going to go deep and have these home run type plays. That's just the kind of receiver he is. He'll catch a 60 yard touchdown and that will immediately put him in our starting roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well then think about, Oh my gosh, if something were to happen to Addison, you know, Oh, that's right. Injury upside. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We've talked about a lot of injury upside and like Quentin Johnson, I think maybe has the most in the entire league. Could you imagine if something happens to Mike Williams and they let him just, unleash the beast yeah, that could be so exciting yeah there goes rashid shaheed mm. um so there goes chark we got four picks uh what's our roster build look like we got four running backs five we're pretty balanced we can go you know th- at this point in the draft we're stacking running backs and wide receivers any upside you see possible. What do you think about Jerome Ford? I love, there's two guys from that division. I love, I love Jerome Ford and I love Chase Brown. Yeah. Chase Brown, man. Now that, uh, Travion's Travion got dinged up and there's like, I, I thought he was going to win that job regardless, but yeah, there goes Ford. yeah. Damn agreed. Um, yeah. I mean, the guy had 20 plus touches in every game last year in college. Yep. Fighting a line. I baby. All right, so here's where we can start getting pretty cute. Or just going to get our guys, I guess I should say, not getting cute. Jaden Reed, do you think he has a role? I'm just going to start firing off guys, and you tell me if you like him, Shane. Jaden Reed, John Mechie, Jeff Wilson, does he have a role in that in the offense, in the uh, running back room for Miami? Give me those three guys. Uh, I like Mechie a lot. He's a guy I'm targeting late in drafts. Potential yep. be the number one target there. Yeah. What about Mostert or Wilson? Who do you lean? I lean Wilson. Okay. Well, let's try to just get Wilson and Mechie here and grab two of our guys. I would completely agree with you. I almost would rather take Mechie there first because I like him more. I think, you know, yeah. he was so good I, in college. I thought you were going to take Mechie first. I know. I probably should have. Um, especially because Dalvin Cook could get signed to Miami any day now. But um, if he doesn't, I like Jeff Wilson. There goes Jaden Reed. Come on, give us Mechie. 
so I don't have to. There we go. Oh, Here we go. Yeah, let's go. All right. Lock so him in. yeah, Mechie's so talented, man. And like being a rookie quarterback coming into that offense, like anyone can be. There's no, there's no chemistry built already, right? So that's a wide receiver room that's wide open. You know, Schultz is going to be your like safety net, your your sure-handed safety net. But other than that, it's really up for grabs. Yeah. And we've seen. Yeah, I like Schultz this year. Schultz. Yeah. Uh, tell us about Schultz. I mean, what do you think? He, he, I mean, yeah, coming he from was, the Cowboys. So I was, I was glad they didn't make the choice to sign him just because of the money and the production that he had. But he will be a good security blanket for a rookie quarterback. I mean, he just gets into those open zone spaces and knows how to yeah. put himself in the right spot. But he's not a guy you pay, you know, $10 million a year for a tight end position. Yeah, no, I think he uh, found a good home in that, like, they need him to live up to kind of that production and who he was as the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. It, it, otherwise, if he was, if he went to a crowded offense, like, uh, let's say Bengals, he's just going to phase out. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. There's not enough targets for him there to really hear his name. So that he goes to Houston um, in an offense that just needs a veteran presence and should have a pretty good role. Gasicki, that's an interesting guy late that we've we've targeted a little bit um, just because, like, what is going on with the Patriots offense? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm taking tight ends, especially late, I always look for the guys that are going to line up 40%, 50% or more in the slot position. It makes yeah. a big difference to me. That's a great point. Um also, teams with uh, with uh, you know, quote unquote, murky wide receiving groups, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of Tyquan Thornton, and I don't like his camp news, so I'm starting to get turned off to him. But he was a guy I liked. Um, had a great camp last year. Unfortunately, got hurt, and was hoping he would come out and have another good camp. But the news has not been so positive. Uh, what do we like here? I mean, I don't like Gus, but he does handcuff Dobbins. Uh, Richie James, I don't really like him. Devonta, I don't like him. Hunter Renfro. Did we lose our Chase Brown? I think he's gone. He has to be. Yeah, yeah must have. Uh, okay. I don't know. I didn't see his name out there. I don't either. So let's take a look to see if he's around. Chase, our buddy Chase is still hanging around. Um, Let's go. I don't want to let him drop too much further, but I think we can get him on the turn, right? He's the... What's his ADP? Yeah, his ADP's in the 200s, and we can get him on the turn. We're going to be at 196. Yeah. I, I would... I think we... There's what? There's five running backs in front of him. So, do we like anyone? Tyquan, Richie James, no, no. Leonard Hurst, we talked about him. Right, let's just go Hurst. Fuck it. We we tend to go to either three. Yeah. We tend to go either three um, quarterbacks or tight ends, and having having Josh Allen, we can go. 
comfortably go to two quarterbacks there. I mean, we have him and Russell, so we're fine. Um, that's why it's like, yeah. And since we grabbed Evan Ingram as our tight end one, I'd feel comfortable with three. So that's, that's those, those are three good, good tight ends, man. You know, yeah. I think Hurst is going to be interesting this year. Really interesting. I He's agree. not talked about at all. I totally agree. Um, Ryan, by the way, to note this chase Brown pick we're about to have, we're getting the yeah. second to last round. Like we need to be doing that in pretty much every single draft now. The fact Absolutely. that the fact that his ADP hasn't shot up at all from that injury news, and there's no uncertainty yeah. that he's not running back two. And you know, Mixon's been great, but he's look at how much of a role Pirine had, right? Like, yeah, yeah Brown's going to carve out a role. I think when he gets the opportunities. He's going to show out, and uh, they're going to they're going to want to keep him on the field as much as they can. And I think what last year when Mixon missed three or four games, I mean, P Ryan was averaging like twenty four points a game in that offense. I think he had two top five finishes. Something yeah, like yeah. That. Um, what about who is going to be the backup piece to Madison? Because I think that RB two is going to have a good shot. I'm not a Madison guy. I don't think he's that talented. I think his opportunity and his role is huge, but Who's going to be? Is it McBride? Is it Chandler? One of those guys is going to have value, uh, and I'm having a tough time figuring out which. Um, I don't. If you've heard any reports out of camp, uh, the word on the street is it's Kenny and Wangu, Nwangu, however you pronounce his name. That's the reported backup right now. What What do you think? Have you heard anything, Shane? No, I mean I think yeah, all those guys have been there, so it's not like one of them has a leg up you know, being in the system or anything. Um, but they're all like day three picks. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's I, hard. Was, I was impressed with McBride in college oh, with shit. what he did. He right. Looked good. Yeah. He's a rookie, right? Seventh round rookie, fifth, fifth to seventh round. Yeah. Rookie. yeah. All right. Something so like who are we targeting here? Um, last pick of the draft. We are. Honestly, if there's any wide receiver, uh, we got six wide receivers, so we're kind of good there too. Um, I'm just going to scroll down and start yelling out names if you like anyone. Terrace Marshall. You guys are going to hate, or Ryan's going to hate this, but I'm keeping an <laughs> eye on Claypool. I really, I really am. I'm just keeping a far, far away eye on, um, on Claypool. You might as well just say you're keeping an eye on Allen Robinson then. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Who do we like? Anyone? I, Evan place. Hull, man. It, it, you know, no, with this whole murky situation it. in India. Shane, anyone from you? Sorry, Ryan. I'm just not going to entertain that. <sighs> Nothing stands out, really, unless you just want to get that third QB for I don't. insurance. but <sighs> Wide receiver depth. Downs, Marshall. It's going to be Marshall, unfortunately. Part of Marshall. Yeah. All right. Let's look at this team. Um, sorry, Ryan. I just, you know how I feel about a running back from Northwest. Mike, you don't need to apologize. We're just throwing out names as a last pick, and he was worth the conversation to me with how the situation is developing in Indy, but I no need to apologize, Mike. I agree. I just don't. I can't do that. I'd rather. Yeah, you like to cut me off when you don't like my takes. It's okay. 
<laughs> if you're sitting in the driver's seat with 30 seconds on the fucking clock. I'm just, hey, 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 hey cut it out, all right? I'm just yes, giving you shit, all right? Yes, I do cut you off, and I, I know apologize. Um, it's a, He's a little traumatic from that Evan Ingram panic pick. You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't, I really am. Um, whatever. Let's see how this team, yeah. <laughs> Let's see how this team uh, plays out. All right, so we got. Josh, I think it's a great team. Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. I that's a great quarterback room. Derrick Henry, J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Eli Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, and Chase Brown. I mean, that's a pretty fucking deep running back room. Like you got to be no happy issues with, with bye weeks. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm very happy with you, that. You got to be happy with that. Um, Speaking of buys, I'm just looking. 13 and 9 is what we're. DJ, Tyree Kill, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Sky Moore. We, we got the Moore oh. brothers, the My Brothers again. Moore brothers again. <laughs> Osborne, Mechie, and Marshall. If we can get one of, if Sky Moore falls into that, that role that it's looking like he's on pace for, and then we get one of these guys to produce to a certain extent. I mean, week 10 is where we really need them, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That could be a pretty deep, dangerous wide receiver room as well. And then at tight end, we do have Ingram, Kincaid, and Hurst. One of those guys is going to be top 10 for sure. Uh, could we get a top five finish out of Kincaid? Probably Definitely not. in the cards. Yeah, probably not Ingram. Um, what do you think, Shane, about, about Kincaid? I'm loving. So, you know, everyone says, don't take a rookie tight end. They never produce, you know, with the exception of Kyle Pitts. But this guy is going to be like, I bet 55% or more of the time in the slot position lined up. He's going to be a mismatch in the uh, red zone for anyone that's covering him. Yeah. Um, I just think he, he could easily emerge as the number two target there. I know it's so exciting to even say that. Um, and we have Allen, right? Like that's our stack there. Outstanding. Um, so that's who we have. That's who our stack is in this lineup. And, um, I was talking to a buddy of mine, D Foland. You've seen him in some of our mock drafts. He's a good Mm -hmm. college friend of mine. Um, he is Bill's diehard. And he gets, you know, every dissecting every interview he hears, he has his ear really close to the ground there. And he's been saying since they drafted him, like slot work for Kincaid. Um, they think that he can replace that Cole Beasley ish role, it, it, a different, a different type of Cole Beasley, right? Cause he's bigger, uh, more talented. But if he ends up being that like sure handed safety net, that gets you an extra three catches a game. And then if you already expect to see an expanded role out of him, I mean, you're starting to talk about wide receiver numbers and in the tight end position to have wide receiver numbers, that's shooting you up those ranks. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about Kincaid um, and really the bills in general. Um, Here's, I want to show you our exposure and let you, See what you think there. Jerome Ford, Mari Cooper, Laporta, McBride, Flowers, Aaron Jones, Dulcich, Tyquan Thornton, CeeDee Lamb, Bryce Young. Najee's another guy kind of like 
Aaron Jones, who falls so far. Um, and in his, he just gets such a, such a heavy target share. Um, so I don't know. It's just one of those picks, you know, Wilson, Chark, Eli acres, Marshall, Wilson, chase Brown. We got a nice 25% share of him, mm-hmm. uh, Dobbins dubs. Uh, so this is, I'm not going to go all the way down, but you kind of see how we're shooting for certain guys late letting the first few rounds fall as they do and going best available. And then having those Fords flowers, you know, having those Dulcich, having those certain guys in mind um, and just kind of hammering them home. That's been our strategy right now. I'd say we've done 12 teams here, probably another 10 on Ryan's account. And we plan on ramping that up pretty significantly here over the next, um, I don't know, month, I guess, is all we have left. But um, all right, well, let's laugh. Let's wrap up the draft. Um, Shane, thanks so much. Uh, Loved having you on. Honestly, like, would love to have you on a lot more if you're open to that. Uh, During the season, you know, whether we talk weekly ranks, get you in for some Cowboys. Uh, One thing we plan on doing is having a guy from – hopefully each fan base and each team to where if something happens, we can bring you in and get a quick, you know, five minute, what's going on in the minds of Cowboys fans, maybe bring you on and have you talk shit before an Eagles Cowboys game to, to, to <laughs> determine the division. We want to make this fun. We want to have it. We want everyone involved to have fun. So if you could be our Cowboys guy, we would love that. Definitely. Definitely. And I just want to say it now before the game start, it's not going to be, affect you fantasy but just watch out for deuce vaughn and his effect on the offense yeah Um, the guy is going to be dynamic weapon for coming out of the backfield catching the ball putting the ball in his hands in space like a i just recently saw yeah i saw some video clips of him out on the field uh catching balls and running around and man oh man does he look tiny he looks (laughs) Tiny out there, man. Yeah. He is. So, he is. Yeah. We all saw Sproles, so it's uh, that's yeah. not a knock on him at all. Uh, have you played much like Mario Kart or any of those games, Shane? <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminds me of Toad. He reminds yeah. me of Toad because you saw that big helmet. The, the big helmet. Yeah, yeah. With the pad on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's what I it was. <laughs> which yeah. Todd was always my character in Mario Kart. So I need uh, to I need to clip um some of his at practice where he's running around and just put on that uh, you know when oh, you when you yeah. get the star in Mario Kart. Yeah, get us a clip if you can. Well, Shane, thanks again. Uh Ryan, why don't you sound us out here? Um yeah. and uh and, and buckle up. 